Blog Talk Radio. In a country barreling towards a crucial election while facing a pandemic, a liar in chief, fake news, and murder hornets, this is the last 100 days. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the last hundred days. My name is Scott. With me tonight, I have my co-host, as always, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Mr. Michael Vega. Michael, how you doing, buddy? Hello. I'm burning up. It's hot. Help me. A little warm in California. <laughs> That's what I hear. Goodness gracious. Thanks for joining, my friend. Guys, we are 91 days from the big countdown to the election. And Michael and I have a very special guest joining us today, good friend to both of ours, Brandon Roth. He is a filmmaker, an actor, and I guess singer that I kind of never knew about until recently. Brandon Roth, welcome <laughs> to the show, buddy. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to well, chat with you boys. I made a list well, of all the things. we're excited to have you, my friend. Uh, we are counting down to the election, 91 days. Uh Last 100 days, the name of the show, Brandon, we put a question mark in it because we figure it's either going to be the last 100 days of the Trump administration or the last 100 days of life as we know it on Earth, right? Oh, I feel you there. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, guys. Well, it's been an interesting week. We've had vice presidential nominations. We've had the post (laughs) office blowing up in flames. We've had QAnon people win – primaries in North Carolina. Where do you guys want to start? Any place in particular? Uh, I I'm want to jump right into, the, <laughs> right into the post office because now that uh, um, Elizabeth Warren has uh, put a, uh, a review into the policy changes, uh, you know, there's stuff coming up. There isn't any uh, conclusion to it yet, but a couple of the things are uh, uh, DeJoy still owns at least $30 million in equity stakes in his former company, which is a USPS contractor, and he right. recently bought bought stock options for Amazon <laughs> very mm-hmm. recently. So, you know, the, the holdings obviously create a conflict of interest, and so, you know, they're, they're still looking into that to see if that's all within compliance of, you know, the requirement right, for his position. that's new postmaster general that was a huge Trump donor, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Who's now pretty much systematically uh, pulling apart the postal system? I mean, we're getting what did I read: 671 high-volume processing machines around the country are being removed. Um, mm. I'm seeing photos everywhere, accurate photos everywhere of actual, uh, you know, post boxes being, you know, hauled away in trucks. You know, and, yeah. and the the narrative is, oh, we're just taking like every other one. Well. <laughs> in the middle of in the middle of a pandemic before uh, you know a a a big election, uh, I don't think so. Have yeah, you said a, what the reason is the for nose. removing them? Does anyone uh, routine? Know? They're trying to say it's routine to some extent um, to get the them back up and running. But I mean, I, I'm just not buying it. How can you buy it? It's too too much of a coincidence that right before an election, where mail-in voting is so important you decide to do this. You've had all year to do it. Why now? Right. 
Yeah, and Trump admits on uh, Fox Business on Wednesday that he's trying not to fund them so they can stop mail-in balloting. I mean, they're not even going to fly about yeah. it anymore, right? Another contingency for making a deal. He was saying he's they want this mail-in voting stuff, and we're not going to give it to them, and just terrible. But, I mean, it is outright illegal to to hinder the mail in any way, especially to consciously to – you know, just knowingly hinder the mail. I mean, me as a private well, citizen, and, if, I, if I took your mail from the mailbox, I, I could, you know, be fined it. or put in jail. You know, oh, he's yeah. doing and, that and to beyond, every single citizen. Yeah. Go ahead. And beyond that, I was just going to say, um, outside of that, I mean, we just need to call it what it is. And he's tampering, he's meddling in a United States election. He is meddling exactly. in an election, which is, from what I understand, treasonous. I would think. I mean, I just don't understand how we could be doing this out in the open. From what I heard, I mean, there's so many rumors going around now. The trouble is you don't know what is true and what's not. So I'm glad you're actually seeing pictures of these things being taken out because no one even knows what to believe. Trump has been so good this entire three and a half years of misdirection and saying so many lies and so many outrageous things. You have no idea what to believe and what not to believe anymore. And so there's rumors that they've moved all election mail from first class, which it's always been, to bulk mail. And bulk mail has a low priority, so it's a longer to deliver. Plus, it's shreddable. If they, don't, uh, if they can't deliver it, they can shred bulk mail. So that's mm-hmm. one of the rumors going on. I mean, there's just so much things going on out there. I have no idea what to believe anymore. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm seeing these pictures. You know, I, I wouldn't say anything if I thought if it was just one picture that looks like it, it's being passed around because you know how that happens. You know, it's out of right. context. It, it was taken like 18 years ago, you know. But, you know, I, I've confirmed that this is actually uh, – people have actually seen these uh, boxes being removed. Right. No, it's been reported kind of wild, wildly, I guess, from what I hear in- I know that Ohio, they were trying to get more because of mail-in ballots and because of absentee ballots. They were trying to get other drop boxes, drop off these absentee ballots. You're passionate about Michael is trying to help people collect these absentee ballots. Well, the uh, attorney general in Ohio said you can only deposit absentee ballots either through mail or at an approved county election board one per county so if you're in a huge county that's many square miles you have to find that before you can drop it off in person if you don't trust the mail so it's a bunch of bullshit Absolutely. happening here in ohio yeah i, I well, was real you know i, I good oh no i was just gonna Absolutely. say um the one thing is uh you know all of this is happening fairly early you know in terms of the mail-in voting so i think something we have in, in, in a little silver lining is that people have already started sharing information about how to make sure your mail-in ballot is in fact counted if this right. proceeds this way. You know, like we're, we at least maybe we can get ahead of it that way. You know, some people are saying go drop it off in um, a richer neighborhood that has the means to fund their post office properly. Some, you know, you can drop it off at the center on um, voting day as well. That's so it doesn't true. even have to go through the mail. So, I mean, hopefully yeah, we'll I, find some, like, 
loopholes of our own to get our votes counted. Absolutely. I mean, I know it's not going to be difficult. I was looking up, you know, where the possibility in L.A. and we're we're a huge uh, city, huge county uh, where the locations would be. And it's it's not going to be easy for everybody to get them, you know, to a box. But, you know, if there's any way anybody out there can organize maybe taxing other people's ballots to the box, you know, I intend on doing that. You know, I'm going to put it out there. If, if you're in L.A. and you need me to pick up your ballot, I will, which is completely legal, provided, it, you know, it's correctly signed on the ballot itself. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to do we need to do whatever, whatever we can to, to help each other out, not just get our own ballots that, there but to, to help each other and support each other in getting our, our ballots out. Well, and, right. and we, shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't go without mentioning that Melania and, and the president are currently <laughs> uh, positioned to vote in the Florida primary via absentee or mail-in voting. So exactly. the hypocrisy Yeah, I mean, and it's happening beyond. everywhere. I think the Supreme Court yesterday ruled for Rhode Island, the GOP – and the Republicans tried to block um, a Rhode Island law. They, the Republicans tried to throw a law through there that you had to have any mail-in or absentee ballots had to be double signed by a witness or a notary before you can drop it off. I mean, they're trying to make this so a hard. A notary? A notary, or they had to have two witnesses see you p- do your ballot and put it in the absentee envelope. Mickey, you also have to send it in. You be. also have to send it in by a carrier pigeon and with an SOS. Exactly. But believe like it or not, the GOP tried to get this done, and the Supreme Court, thank God, stopped them from doing it. Including Justice Roberts, who is just pissing off the Republicans left, right, and center for these rulings that he's making. But thank God, he's good being for, a good for him. voice of reason. Yeah. Exactly. I can you believe that they wanted you to do notaries or? Have two people with which cost money. I mean, right. you have to pay for a notary's uh, uh, service. Exactly. You know, which is, is for some people isn't cheap. I mean, I mean, I know something like that's probably like ten or fifteen dollars, which doesn't seem like a lot, but you know, it is with for so a lot many of Americans people. on unemployment. That's a lot of money. Tell me about it. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, yeah, uh, Brenda, just... I was just gonna. It, Interject here that uh, carrier pigeons are so last year. We I'm opting for crows. Crows are ravens. Sure. They're really smart. And, and you can't right. and you can't trust trust the pigeons anyway because they're robots that spy on us. Isn't that right? Hey, see, I, see, we're on the same page. See, Scott, I told you. Exactly. Right. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. I love that. Well, yeah, I think so, we can all assume together that. Mail-in balloting is going to be a cluster mark, and I just see him trying to put a lawsuit in any state that's even close, right? So we have to make this a landslide election. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mail-in ballot, because he'll sue every single state he can to recount yeah. ballots up till the day he's kicked out of office, hopefully on January 20th. And we shouldn't get complacent here in California, even though we, you know, we are we're pretty much guaranteed mm-hmm. to go blue. Uh, winning by a landslide here would send such a great message, you know. Right. Just mm-hmm. to have a huge, huge margin would, would be symbolic in in very important ways. Exactly. 
No, we can't take anything for uh, for granted because this election is consequent, and its polls are tightening. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show that he's Biden. Thank goodness, it still has a lead of seven points on the latest, and I go by Fox News polls because it drives Trump up a tree. But the latest Fox News poll has Biden leading by seven points, which is great. But last month he was leading by eight points. In February, he was leading by 12 points. So it's tightening everywhere. We can't let down any guard because uh, elections always come down to the last couple of days, no matter how hard well, I try. Think is, I think one of the most important things we can do also is when we're on social media is uh, attack any misinformation. You know, I, I know, uh, you know, there are friends and there's family who, who mean, mean well but aren't the best about uh, source checking or date checking or things like that. So any misinformation out there, you know, whether it's in, intended, you know, with malice or not, get in there and, 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 and check it and make sure that it's, you know, corrected. Right. Well, guys, we jumped right into the show, but I want to introduce Brandon. We always introduce our guests. Brandon, I want you to tell, introduce yourself to listeners a bit. As I said, you're a fantastic filmmaker, actor, and now musician. Uh, well, let's give a little bit of your biograph. Uh, where are you from, and what's your interest in politics besides getting this guy out of office? Well, make sure you get the entire list there. I mean, he's actor, he's a writer, he's a producer, he's a singer, he's an influencer, a synchronized swimmer, a cobbler, a candlestick maker, and a Chechen spy. <laughs> and a, and a, <laughs> right, the list goes on and on. Now, can um, I get them all? Do I get? <laughs> Yeah, that that was pretty much it. You might have missed a few. Um, okay, thank you. <laughs> no, um, so you know, I'm I live in California as well, um, not far from Michael, and um, I grew up in Minnesota originally, but I've been in LA since, gosh, 2007. So um, I'm an LA in now, or what do we call it? In LA, <laughs> whatever. Los Angelino. You're a Los Angeles. That's the one. <laughs> so, um, you know, and yeah, I do film and um, I write and produce and do short films. Michael and I just did a short film before COVID happened um, called Mary that we submitted to some festivals and got in, which was fun. Um, and c- considering us, it's not what you think it's about, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you say Mary, it's all, it's a, all three of us are on here talking and it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a thriller. It's a horror thriller, suspense kind of kind of movie, short film, um, which is a lot of fun. And then, yeah, um, just recently, I recorded a cover of Miley Cyrus's song "Slide Away." Um, we we like to call it a reimagining because I kind of reworked the lyrics, and it's from the other person's perspective. Um, and then we shot a music video, and that was actually we shot the music video the weekend before. LA got shut down for uh, COVID, um, wow. which is kind of just crazy in, 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 in its own way. Um, but yeah, I mean, politics for me have, have not always been important um, until as of maybe recently as I've gotten older and really learned the importance of politics, you know? If you don't really come from that background, you, you kind of have to teach yourself, you know, in that way. And so... I've really grown to be interested in politics and what's going on because it does really affect us in so many ways. Um, 
And I think oh, that is one of the that is one of the things about this presidency that um, is a, is a silver lining. Is I think people are really learning how important elections actually are. It's not just a president. Right. It's not just a senator. It's justices on the bench. It's rules and laws and the way that the at countries abroad see us and the way we handle that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? People are starting to learn. It's not just a presidency. It's America. Exactly. Speaking of, politi- speaking of political issues, Brandon, didn't something happen during that videotaping? That oh yeah, well yeah. Um, me and my uh, fiance, well, we got engaged on the set of my music video. So that's also been <laughs> the tricky part of the quarantine. Thank you. And we we like we went went and celebrated, and then that. Monday they shut us down and we've been locked in with each other in our house and you know we said oh, if so we can make fault. it through quarantine yeah it's our fault we opened the door but um we've locked been locked up since quarantine so if we can make it through this marriage is not going to be an issue for us. I was just going to say just for the fact Seriously. that you've been locked up together and the marriage is still on that just says something good about the relationship so you're exactly, doing good there buddy exactly exactly and that's why it's important. We got to make sure we pay attention. We don't have justices return over our right to marriage and things like this because we just got these rights recently. People think that uh, that things can't be reversed, and they can. So we got to pay attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, and these boys are yeah. taking the quarantine and the lockdown really seriously. I mean, the last conversation I had with Brandon was it was pretty much over a fence. Yeah. We have been really right. strict here. We're just like, I'm not working, and he can work from home, so we've really only seen each other. I mean, we walk our dogs twice a day but and go out and get groceries, but we've been really strict up about it. Cause for us, You've been all about the planting, though, too. I see you out planting and doing your workouts yeah. outside, though. Luckily, you know, we're, we're, I'm very grateful that we have a front yard, so, like, it makes Ooh. it much easier because I've been able to garden and be outside and still get fresh air. But, um, yeah, we're very we're very lucky to have that <laughs> that ability I can't, during this time. I can't well, we're lucky to have you on the show, my friend. Thanks for joining us tonight. We always Absolutely. appreciate it. So thank you so much. What's the next topic thank you have you. in mind, Michael? Hey, so, you know, as we know, uh, they adjourned until uh, after Labor Day with no stimulus deal, of course. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> great. Hey, as a quick side note, I actually got my stimulus check uh, today so from March. So Congratulations. So out there. <laughs> if you still have hope, if it hasn't come, it just might. So, uh but anyway, because of the, fa- they, you know, the failure to reach a deal, uh, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service will have to furlough uh, over 13,000 employees, about two-thirds mm. of its workforce, which is yet another attack on legal immigration. Um, the National I was going to say, who's going to watch the kids in the cages now if they lay all these people off? Exactly. Uh, the National Foundation for American Policy uh, has seen that 49% has uh, Trump has reduced legal immigration by 49%, you know, with things, uh, you know, banning the, the HL and J visas, banning immigrant visas, shutting down asylum system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's already wow. been cut in half. And they're saying, you know, because of this furlough, it's like we're going to see the end of legal immigration altogether, possibly, if this continues. 
Hmm. It's so crazy. I mean, we've had, we still have these kids locked up in cages south of the border. Um, we have college students. We're trying to threaten college students that if they don't go to classes in person, we're going to take away their scholarships and not let them into the country, make them go back to their countries of origin. I mean, he's just been so anti-immigrant, anti-anyone that's not a cis white male, it seems, that it's just unbelievable yeah. what they're getting away with. And there's no it's, check it's, to the power. Yeah, it's hard to live in a political time where it feels like we're just taking so much freedom away from people in general, you know, just right. whether it be immigrating legally or this college stuff. I mean, it's just always take, 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 take. Like there isn't enough of the pie to go around and share, you know, and it just, that just doesn't feel like what America stands for. And I don't think people realize how much of their freedoms are being taken away. You know, we have all these people Mm -hmm. fighting about their freedom to, to wear a mask or not. And, you know, and I don't think most people realize their freedoms are being chipped away while we argue about masks, while we argue about, you know, this minutia that, you know, they distract us with, you know, as they chip oh, away yeah. at our democracy. And the, and the mask wearing thing, the best thing I saw about that was, are, these are the same people who wanted it to be like, you have the right to choose to bake a cake for a gay wedding. Right, like, exactly. Which one is it? Which one is it? Companies have well, the right to tell you what to do or not? Like, what? Crazy. I mean, it's, it's just, it's revealed, you know, the, you know, I've always known how racist this country can be, but it, it's revealed a whole other layer that I wasn't expecting where, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't matter. Even if you reveal one truth to them, they're going to come back with a way to perpetuate their racism. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you poke a hole in their logic, they're going to come back with something else. Like, for example, you know, I'm seeing all this, uh, you know, justice for Canon, you know, the, the, the child that was m- murdered recently, um, mm. And they're sort of piggybacking on the Black Lives Matter thing, saying, you know, why don't say his name and and repeating all of those other uh, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, mantras. Uh, but his killer was found. There was a manhunt. He was found, tried without bond within 24 hours. Mm. Right. I'm trying to illustrate to people that's the difference. Breonna Taylor, right. you know, killers, they know who the killers are. And it's five months later and nothing's been done. That's the difference. Nobody had to go out and protest for this, this child's killer, you know, to, to be right. found. Nobody had right. to struggle or work for it. And that's the difference, you know. And I hope the guy rots in hell. But, you know, it, it, we don't have to say his name because justice was done quickly. Yeah, swiftly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're not if, – if you can't catch the guy, sure, we should be talking – the crime and the guy's name all the time. I mean, like Breonna Taylor, we're talking Breonna Taylor because nothing has been done. There's been no justice done on that. No arrest yet, anything like this. So it's like they've had one guy fired is all. So you, you use the name and you talk the talk when things are not being done, when the law is working as it should, when you find the killer, when you put him through due process, that's when you don't need to mention the name anymore. But when you're still, Four months later, after people broke into the wrong house, into the wrong house, and killed people in their sleep, and there's been no justice mm. on us, that's when you keep repeating the name, right? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, just, I mean, go ahead. I just don't understand it. It's like I still can't understand that they recess that they're taking off till now Labor Day, so first week of September, with nothing done for a leave check. Now, when did you apply for your stimulus that you just now got this night? Did it was it a mail thing or? Well, this was, long the, this was the original stimulus from the original stimulus package back when we first went in, under lockdown. In March? Yes, exactly. So, I wow. mean, my, my assumption was because I, did file, I didn't file my 2019 taxes until, like, early April. So I was already oh, okay. done. And then they, were go, they go by necessity, too, with income. So, you know, my income was not – you know, I don't make a lot of money, but I'm also not, you know, a low income. So, right. you know, I think all of that affected it. Part of me thought, well, I live in California, so they're just trying to screw with me because I'm a Californian. But, you know, I, I was making up all of these narratives in my head. But I randomly put in the information on the get my check two Saturdays ago, and boom, it said, oh, we're mailing it to you. <laughs> so, wow. But the tw- but the 20 weeks that they said it would take to mail everything extends to the end of August. So that's right. why I say, you know, there's, there's still hope for those of you who haven't gotten one. Well, they just seem to fix the problem. I mean, we have people now, these executive orders aren't worth the powder of the pen he wrote them with. So they're not going to mm. be changed around. People are not going to see these. I don't know, Brandon, you've been, are you able to do unemployment? Have you arranged your filmmaking so you pay into that and get unemployment or how does that work for you? Yeah, I've been receiving um, unemployment, but I mean, my unemployment's probably going to run out here in, within maybe a month or so. Right. So, you know, they, they you extended know. it 20 weeks though. Okay. Well, that's good. Were you <laughs> able to get the extra 600 on top of it or not? Yeah. So I was get I was receiving all of that, which was really nice. And then, um, but now I don't think they have an agreement on any extra stimulus to no, they um, don't. stimulate that That's unemployment, the correct? They don't have yeah, it. And they're not going to be back until July or till September to even start it. Trump made this executive order, but what people aren't realizing this executive order is first it breaks it down to $400. But the only way you get the $400 is if your state government promises yeah. to pay $100 of it. And yeah. if they so don't we, agree we don't to pay the hundred dollars right. of it, right. you don't get any of it. You don't get the other three hundred. You don't get you get right. zero. And the states can't so afford be, the hundred. A lot of can't afford the hundred dollars right now. Right. California so to be clear, the Republicans wanted for the Republicans wanted four hundred, and the Democrats wanted six. So first of all, we're arguing over two hundred dollars in the first place, and then right. yeah around and signs this executive order like it's a big deal saying it's $400 when in fact it's only $300. You didn't even give what the Republicans were fighting for. Right. And you only get the 300 if only the three. state puts in the hundreds or you get zero. That's what I'm saying. So, federally, so really the federal money is only 300 which is right. not 400 Right. And you don't get that unless the state puts in 100 and you get an equal 400 So it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's just smoke and mirrors so the, yeah. the state government has to approve it before you can get the other and the program is entirely different the 600 dollars a week that everyone's getting before was a federal government program that means the federal government was sending these checks out 
where the state was sending your unemployment, right? I don't know if it came two separate checks mm-hmm. or if it came together uh, when you got yours. But um, it was um, the federal government paying the state government to do that. So with this deal, the government, the state government had to do a whole new system for it, which would be different than the 600, which I guess was going to back it up even more. So it's just a bunch of baloney stuff that is not helping anybody. So I have an update yeah. here on the, on the post office, uh, the mailbox is being picked up. So uh, somebody we know mutually, Brandon, I just saw uh, Dylan Powell on Facebook. Just oh, my gosh, I the, just saw that. The WeHo, yeah, the WeHo post office, which is a, it's got a very tiny post office around the area uh, where we you used to work together, and they're picking up a mailbox there. Now, the two mailboxes the, the additional, Yeah, the additional scary thing, Scott, is that there are no real other walkable mailboxes right around it. So the idea that they're just picking up every other one, like I read, it is total BS. And I don't understand what what the savings is by taking a box away. I mean, is it stopping the mail carriers from one stop of going to collect mail? I don't understand what the time saving is or the cost saving. I guess I can understand maybe time savings. I don't understand what the cost saving is for it. Well, Supposing trying those, to streamline those, and save costs. Those mailboxes were actually right outside of a post office that you can walk into. Mm-hmm. So it's really not saving anybody a stop. I mean, it's right outside the post office. Exactly. Wow. I, yeah. mean, I don't I, understand. I, that's I, insane. I, yeah. that, that's really it's, it's scary. Okay, that, that just sent me into a tizzy. You know, when you <laughs> see it in pictures, when you see it from around the country, it's one thing. But then when I'm looking at a picture that's, you know, a place I know really well. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, ah. All right. <laughs> too much. Too but much. All right. Next topic. Next topic. Anything else hey, on your uh, hot button? How about the GOP? Uh, back to their same tactics. Back to their greatest hits uh, against Kamala Harris. Between the uh, <laughs> coming, they're already saying coming, coming to get your guns. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Obama didn't take them. HRC didn't take them. Now Kamala's going to come take your guns. And now we're doing the birther thing again. This birther thing has got me to scratch in my head. I mean, I understand they didn't, they don't like birthright citizenship, but they're not denying that she was born in Oakland. So it's yeah. like that's birthright citizenship right there is you are automatically a citizen. If you were born in the United States, you could not like it. You could try to change that law. But the law was it's, firmly in place when she was there, and they're not saying she was not born in Oakland. So I yeah, understand they're right. trying to say her, just because her parents were not. Well, that's not what the law is. Do you understand the what the Amendment law is, GOP? Says, the 14th Amendment says she's a citizen. I mean, did any of them read the Constitution? <laughs> did they get the cliff notes, the Constitution for dummies? Right. Like some right. version of it. I'm sure maybe when they come online. back, and, and maybe when they come back, they can just do a live reading of the full Constitution before they get back to work. Right, Brandon, or better yet, yeah, take, take the time, take the time off to just review it. Right, <laughs> exactly. I mean, just just get in that in that in that hall and and just go over it. Just skim it if you have to. I remember learning this stuff in like the eighth grade, I think. Yeah. 
that's the next streaming show we need to have. We need to have a Hollywood producer or New York producer pay some actors to stream readings of the Constitution. Dramatic readings of the United States Constitution. I would love that. Brandon, if a light bulb didn't just appear over your head, (laughs) you're not (laughs) We, Ideas. We should they're do running. They're running. We should do readings of amendments, like absurd readings, yeah. like dressed, you know, as we would be with cocktails. I wish, I wish I could do some decent impressions. I feel like I, it's well, I can impression. I, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> which, which one do you want? Just pick one. <laughs> yeah, give us, give us your best. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely yeah. need that. I would love to show that. Any time, like you said, we have to hit every argument they have. We have to have a counter argument to. And every time they bring up yeah. one of these phony baloney things like birtherism, we need to have a reenactment of the Constitution. Someone reading what the article is of the Constitution, because it's just ridiculous. Why are they just making up things that people will believe it? Because these people are like sheep. It's pathetic. Absolutely. Um, mm. <laughs> speaking of sheep, I'm hoping that uh, reporters start falling in line with all of these uh, uh, other journalists who are giving him shit at press conferences. Just not just there was I didn't get his name, but he asked uh, 45. Uh, How does it feel about all the lies he's told to the American people? <laughs> Did you see that? I clip? heard about that. Yeah, he I just ignored that. him. Oh right? my god! It, it, oh yeah, he just went on to the next question. But uh, Scott, he didn't even make eye contact. He didn't do his usual. Oh, you're fake news. Oh, you're this, this, and that. That's or what a nasty question. question. <laughs> yeah, Scott. He was visibly flustered. Like he didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> Which you know gave me great joy. He just looked down at his nose and just went on to the next thing. Well, I don't think he can handle the truth. I mean, we're talking two yeah. good men right here. Anytime someone confronts him with the truth, he doesn't know what to say about it. So unless mm. he has canned remarks written down in front of him, he's got no clue what to do. He is so flustered these days because he's getting it from all sides. Everyone's finally calling him out on his bullshit that he doesn't know what to do anymore. And he's just kind of flailing whatever he can do. And I, it just, it's kind of fun to watch, but it's so sad at the same time, right? Yeah, well, it's scary. You know I think I mean, I yeah. like this this scary, scary world. <laughs> I wouldn't wish the man ill if he wasn't hurting people. Like I, I right. believe, you know, the the opposition. You know, when I talk to a lot of people who are Trump supporters, this idea that we just hate Trump. I just hate Trump. No. Right. Yes, I do. I do hate him, but I hate him because of his actions and his words. Yeah. I don't hate him just because he exists. Right. Yeah. My my biggest thing was. And people just fall for it. Oh, go oh ahead, yeah. Man. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say my biggest thing was back in when um, Hillary lost. You know, was just this mm-hmm. overwhelming feeling of just like I wasn't mad that my person didn't win or that I wasn't a Trump Trump supporter you know what I mean I was just upset because I couldn't figure out how I grew up in a time when my parents and my family taught me to not be a bully and not talk ill of people and to have respect and to be respectful to others and then right and then turn around and that's who most of them voted for was just weird to me because I was like that's not how you raised me 
That's you know, you need to be a good person who doesn't bully others, name call, this, that, and the other thing, you know. And how does that affect you more? Because you, you're in a mixed race relationship. You know, your fiance, Austin, a, a wonderful man, a friend of mine, uh, is black. So, you know, how did that play into the fact that you saw, you know, people, you know, and family voting for Trump? Um, it's hard, you know. I've act- I had to unfollow some of my, like, family members mm-hmm. just because at oh, any time I would post anything, it was just, like, attack, attack, attack. Like, everybody's on the attack. Not that I think right. I just don't even fully understand either. It's like, you know, we can sit around and here, I actually, I had a point that came up to me like a couple months ago, just about being the ability to be wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and we've come mm. to the precipice of our life where people just don't want to be wrong or admit that mm-hmm. they were wrong or made the wrong decision. You know, have you right. ever been wrong in your life? You're allowed to have made mistakes. And if you voted for him the first time around, I'm willing to forgive that because we've all just like gotten blind to something and fallen for it before. But to like sure. sit here four years later and still defend him, I, the only reason I can see in my mind that people can justify it it's just they don't want to be wrong. They don't want to admit they were wrong about something. Oh, it's too late. They're too far in. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, it's frustrating. Michael and I were talking Wednesday. I have a guy on Instagram that I kind of got into a, a fight with about this. And it's like, I don't mind debating. I love to debate politics, right? I love to hear right. your point of view. I want to tell my point of view. I don't need to agree with you. You don't need to agree with me. But do it on a factual statement. I can't handle people that just do talking points. And this guy yeah. driving me up a tree. And today I finally told him, it's like, look, I will debate with you. But if you're not going to talk points, then just unfollow me because I'm going to stick to my points and tell what the actual points are. And I'll debate you all day long. But then he comes back with the same old tropes. His, his, his fight back to that was, oh, so you're going to have Kamala take away your guns and you're going to have uh, them come uh, do and every single talking point they're going to do. There's no real debate on anything. Just I'm yeah, not voting yeah. for uh, Biden because Kamala's on the ticket, and she was mean to him at the debates. It's like, well, go read the Snopes fact check on the debates. She was hard on him, but she started out by saying, "You're not a racist, but I don't like the way that you stood up to these guys that are proven to be racist. I don't like about mm. your stance on segregation." It was a tough attack, but it was all based in fact. And she started out saying, you're not a racist. But now yeah. when they're using that talking point, oh, Kamal's a racist. She beat him up because she called him a racist, and now she's on his ticket. That's not what she did. It, it, it well, least talked facts with me. Well, and by the way, and by the way, I would much rather live under a presidency of people that don't always see eye to eye on something. Half the problem, sure, half the reason sure. we're in the, in the problem that we're in right now is because Nobody, everyone around him is a yes man. Right. And I would rather have a president and a vice president that don't always agree on everything, but can come up with solutions to get there than have people Absolutely. just saying yes to whatever you throw to the wind. Amen, brother. I hear you on that. I, mean, I, I was just reading, you know, I'm sure you know who Angela Davis is. I'm sure all the listeners know who she is you know, an iconic activist uh, since the 60s. And in reference to Kamala Harris, 
you know, uh, because uh, Angela Davis, you know, believes in the uh, abolition of a prison system. And, you know, she said Kamala has a very difficult history. She doesn't agree with her. You know, they, you know, there's a lot of conflict there. But she said, despite her lack of enthusiasm, she stresses that the job is to guarantee, quote, guarantee that the person who is currently in office is no longer the occupant come November. That is our major goal. And if an activist like Davis, who's, you know, shed blood, sweat, and tears for decades, can use critical thinking to know that one thing needs to be achieved before anything else is corrected, if she can see it that way, then all of the keyboard warriors out there with a, with a mission can suck it up and, and see it that way too. Right. No, well said. And my whole point with Kamala, Kamala's not the head of the ticket. Biden is. She may yeah. become president or run for president the next time. Don't vote for her the next time, but you're not voting for her right now. You're voting for Biden mm-hmm. to get Trump out of office. That's what your vote is for. Exactly. If you're concerned about Kamala, be concerned about that in four more years and then vote for someone else. Either vote another candidate in the primary or vote a different thing then. But she's not on the ticket right now. She's merely the vice president. So Yeah, and, just, and for me, I'll come out and admit it. I'm a Kamala fan. I was a Kamala fan when I was, she was running Sorry. for president. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, <laughs> I, I like her. I like no, I'm no, I'm just saying like and and I went out, you know, right when he announced her, I went and got my t shirts, so I was ready. Um, on the merch I had to get my merch. But um <laughs> you, those T shirts were cut in half, weren't they? They were half shirts. Oh well they will they be. They're gonna be crop tops by the time by, by the time they get here. Um <laughs> but I just think it's so important for um us to just look at it too, just from like an outside perspective of just how important it is it's the first time we'll have a woman at the second highest position, which is crazy right. to think about. And then not only that, a woman of color. And she, I was watching some clips on her today. She had just mentioned she's only the second senator to be a female of color in the Senate ever. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's crazy wow. to think of. When you start thinking about it in terms of that kind of stuff, it's just like, wow, we are, how did we get so far behind? On the issue of race. Like, I I was watching an I Love Lucy clip the other day, and I was like, look at that. Like, America's first family, like, sitcom family, was an interracial couple. And and America loved them. Like, what happened? Where did we go? Where did we stall? Where did we lose gas? Oh, that's such a good point. And pull off. It's so weird. Great point. It's a great point. If Cosby saw that, if he wouldn't have given him a pill, they'd be okay with it, I guess. Uh, we're going to blame Cosby on it. Another person yeah. I can mention again, we talked about on Wednesday, is, you know, not only is, you know, it a first for Kamala, or Carmel, what, what is it? Kamala. Who are you, Tucker Carlson? Carmel? Tucker exactly. Carlson over here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding, folks, <laughs> but her, her chief of staff that was just appointed is the uh, first yeah. black person, not just female, not just LGBT, she's the first black person period to hold that position. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre is her name. Mm-hmm. And she is fierce AF, man. Did you see her when she, uh, that person rushed the stage on Kamala Harris? Yes, and she stood up and that. like chest Got in between them. pushed him out of the way. She's a Good fierce girl, man. I, love I loved that. it. Oh my gosh. 
That's the best that video. On, if you guys have not seen that video, I recommend Googling it for our listeners out there because this guy rushed the stage. She was doing a speaking thing. This guy tried to rush the stage. Uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre stood up and, like, chest-checked the guy, pushed him out of the way. And then the <laughs> best thing afterwards is the three security people that came to escort him off the stage, one of them was Kamala's husband, and the look in his eye on this guy, oh, my God, it was so priceless. I'm it saying was not priceless. I loved it. Um, <laughs> gold, that's pure gold. All right, go ahead, guys. Anything else? We've got just a couple minutes left here. Hey, Anything so uh, this is... This is important. It's very important. Uh, apparently, due because of hoarding and what have you, there's another shortage. Uh, Dr. Pepper. There's a Dr. Pepper shortage. I just thought that, that should be mentioned. Are, no, are I, you I'm not drinking a big Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper? No, actually, I don't. But I feel for, you know, I can feel for the, the needs of others. I'm very empathetic. Sure. And for those of sure. you who drink Dr. Pepper and are not getting it, I'm sorry. I feel for you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're on to the serious topics. I see. Okay, great. Let me well, let me pull those out of my hat here. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Next week is going to be the Democratic convention, so we will be mm. live during parts of the convention. So it's going to be very interesting shows next Wednesday when you're on. I think it's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays the convention. So we'll be able to talk uh, during the convention, before the convention, some of the main speakers. Of course, we have uh, both uh, President Obama and Michelle Obama going to speak. We have Elizabeth Warren. We have Bernie Sanders. We have John Kasich, my Republican governor from Ohio, that's going to be interesting. AOC is going to be on the stage. It's going to be some interesting time next week for the Democratic convention. I'm really looking forward to it. What about you guys? Oh, so am I. Absolutely. That that lineup is 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 just stellar. So I, mean, I, I don't think I don't think I've ever watched an entire Democratic convention, but I, I this is one that I probably will. Yeah, it's, a lot yeah, of those people have great talking point or great speakers to listen to just in general. You know, whether there's an election or not, they're great human beings who have awesome things to say. Right. And uh, I guess there was a little controversy today that uh, Bloomberg was invited to speak, and some people are not happy on that. But, hey, he was a he was a candidate like anybody else. He bought his way onto it, but he was a viable well, candidate not, for a little while. What I hear is that it's not so much that he's going to be speaking. It's the time allotted, you know, that he's getting, say, more time than AOC. He's getting more time than, you know, oh, okay. some people. Ooh. Yeah. It's more about the time than him actually being there, gotcha. because not everybody not everybody gets to speak for for equal amounts of time. I understand. Okay, okay. I can understand that. And that could be tough to prioritize. Something? Go ahead. Did I just mention something too before we were off the air? I just want to throw this in the universe so that I can say that I so I can say I had some some power in it. Am I the only one that wants Marianna Williamson to be the press secretary for Joe Biden? <laughs> I like that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Can we start a hashtag? Oh <laughs> she my would God. be a great press secretary. She would sage the room first. There would be uh, crystals <laughs> up on the dais. Right? I'd love like, it. There, 
there to be a moment of peace, like everybody breathe before she speaks, you know. <laughs> but I mean, and, she's uh, a great speaker. I loved her. Like, oh, I wasn't going to vote for her as a, as a presidential candidate, but I'm like, we can put her in the administration somewhere. She'd be great. Well, <laughs> I think that's one of the things I want to do in the next. I mean, we only have 91 days left, which is actually a short amount of time when you take away the weekend. And I want to start doing some topics that we devote the entire episode to. And I think one of them would be the cabinet because there is a plethora of great people to have in the cabinet. Can you imagine Elizabeth Warren in charge of banking and finance and oh, different totally. secretary of state people. So we'll have to have you back on that show, Brandon, because I think there are oh, some yeah. very interesting people to debate on who can be the next cabinet. Cause it's going to be a fun, uh, a list of people to choose from. Oh, Ooh, yeah. We should do a I'm recap. Down. I'm like there for it. it. On like they have YouTube videos where they recast uh, movies, so yeah. we, we should do I've one of those cast, where we're just. I've already cast the cabinet. I've got them lined up. Of course, so I'm down. I, have me on. Nice. I got their headshots and resumes, and I've sorted it out. <laughs> I like He's contacted it. all the requisite people. <laughs> Very nice. Hey. Well, guys, you only have about two minutes left here. Any uh, hot fucking button topics. Brandon, what's on your hot button you'd really like to get off your chest today before we wrap things up? I feel like I did it. We talked Kamala. We talked Marianna Williamson. I'm I'm like, I got I got what I needed to say out. <laughs> there you go. Michael, anything on your, any hot buttons you want to get off your chest before we uh, end this up today? I have so many hot buttons on my chest right now, but it has nothing to do with politics. I'm just dying here. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, Brandon, I'm just curious, before we go, do you have anything, like, on the back burner? Have you been creatively? Like, is anything? Yeah. Are you going to be calling me for anything? That's my last thing. I want you guys to give where they can find you on social media and any last uh, upcoming projects. Go ahead, yeah, Brandon. so for me, social media is real easy. Just Brandon Lee, at Brandon Lee Ross. That's the Facebook. That's the Insta. That's um, the Twitter is more political, but um, that's my Twitter. And then um, I actually do have some shows I've been working on. I've been in the editing bay here at home working on getting up and running for my YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel is Innovative Squirrel. That's my production company. So if you go and follow, that's where you can see all my videos. Mary's up on there. Tomcat, my other short film I did a while back. Uh, the music video's up on there as well. So if you go and follow, you'll be in for some treats. I got some uh, shows coming up for you guys there. Fantastic. And, Michael, your social media, where they can find you? Uh, Michael Vega uh, on Facebook or IMDb or, you know, your local post office. And uh, Michael Vega Act. On Instagram and Twitter, so Michael Vega underscore ACT. They can there find you go. You, you can find me Scott Fullerton. There you go. You can find me at Left of Straight, L E F T O F S T R and the number eight. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in all week. We will be back here all week long next week, every night live, five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern time. Please follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. At last 100 days pod, that's last, the number 100 days pod. And Brandon, thanks so much for coming on. We're going to play out to Brandon's newest single here. And stay tuned. The Lucky Straight Show is coming up next. You're listening to Last 100 Days Podcast. Go ahead.
upon a time it was heaven like Once upon a time I was hypnotized Never gonna miss these harbor nights Cause it's time to let it go Once upon a time it was made with trust I woke up one day and had started to rust Baby it was love but now it's lust So it's time to let it go You got your house in the hills I got my whiskey and pills Gave up on us easily And I don't think I'm down So now Between, it's clear that 